0: This exhortation was brought to you by the Light Bearers, bringing light until there's no more darkness. Verse four and five, John, Apostle John, chapter four, chapter nine, verse four and five. He says, "I must walk." Now, Jesus was speaking here in John chapter nine, verse four and five. He said, "I must walk the works of Him that sent me." While it is day, the night cometh when no man can walk. Now, Jesus was speaking in John chapter 9, verse 4. He says, I must walk the walks of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work Now, verse 5, Jesus goes further to say, As long as I am in this world, I am the light of the world. Now, I'm talking to you today about working in the light of the day. So Jesus said, I must walk the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night comes when no man can walk. Now, and Jesus now goes for to say, As long as I am in this world, I am the light of the world. Now, the question you ask yourself is this What is the difference between day and night? What differentiates the day from the night? Now, from what we know, the only thing that differentiates the day from the night is the presence of light. So, Jesus said, I must walk the works of him that sent me while it is day. In other words, Jesus was saying that I must walk the works of him that sent me while light is present. The night is coming when there will be no light. And he said, I am the light of this world as long as I am in this world. So, Jesus was actually talking about his departure from the earth. He was talking about his death and his resurrection. Jesus was trying to tell the disciples that a time is coming when I will no longer be in this world with you, that as long as I am in this world, I am the light. So the reason why there is day is because I'm present in this world. Now, we know that what causes day is the influence of light. When we say day and night, the reason why there is day is because there is light. Once there is no light, once there is no light shining, what we have is darkness. And darkness is what causes the night. So, Jesus said, as long as I am in this world, I am the light of this world. Now, Jesus was talking about his departure. He was talking about his death on the cross. Now, Luke chapter 23. If you look at Luke chapter 23, verse 45. Luke chapter 23, verse 45. There's something the Bible says there that happened when Jesus died on the cross. Because Jesus said... I must watch work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night is coming. That means Jesus was saying that a time is coming when there will be no light in this world. And Jesus said, I am the light of the world. So Jesus was talking about his death on the cross. Now, Luke chapter 23, verse from verse 44 to 45. You will realize that when Jesus died on the cross, the Bible lets us know that there was a period of three hours when there was no light on the face of the earth. Now, Luke chapter 23, verse 44. The Bible says, and it was about the sixth hour, and there was a darkness over all the earth, until the ninth hour. And the sun was darkening. Now, Jesus said in John chapter 9 verse 4, he said, I must walk the works of him that sent me, while it is day. The night is coming. So, Jesus was talking about a period of time when there will be no light on the face of the earth. When no man will be able to walk. In other words, no man will be able to walk the works of God. And Jesus said, as long as I am the light of the world. So, The night Jesus was talking about was a period of three hours when Jesus was on the cross of Calvary, and there was darkness upon the face of the earth. Because you see, the physical darkness and light that you see, that makes day and night physically, is as a result of a spiritual light and darkness. So, look at 23 from verse 44. The Bible says, and it was about the sixth hour, this was when Jesus was nailed on the cross. And there was a darkness over all the earth until the ninth hour. So for a period of three hours, there was darkness upon the whole face of the earth. Now, verse 45 of Luke 23, the Bible says, and the sun was darkened. Now, the sun is supposed to give light. But the Bible says, in this period of three hours, the sun was darkened. And the veil of the temple was rent in the midst. And verse 46, the Bible says, and Jesus cried with a loud voice. He said, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. And having said us, he gave up the ghost. So, the Bible lets us know that when Jesus died on the cross, there was a period of six three hours, from the sixth hour to the ninth hour, when the sun was darkened, there was no light on the face of the earth. Now, I was saying to us that the physical light and darkness that we see that causes day and night on earth is as a result of a spiritual light and darkness. Now, the Bible says in 1 John 1 verse 5 that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. God is light. And in is darkness at all. In other words, he's saying that God is like. Any time you see darkness, darkness is not of God. Now I told you that the physical light and darkness that we see is as a result of a spiritual light and darkness that was. Now because of the spiritual light and darkness, that is why there is a physical light and darkness. Because of the spiritual day and night that was, that is why there is a physical day and night. So. When Jesus died on the cross, there was a period of three hours where the Bible says the sun was darkened. There was darkness over the face of the earth. No light at all. Because Jesus said, as long as I'm in the world, I'm the light of the world. Now, Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1 from verse 1. Now, I told you, the Bible says in 1 John chapter 1 verse 5 that God is light. And in Him is no darkness at all. So, for everything that God created, everything must radiate light. As far as God created it. Now, the question will be, what actually brought darkness to the face of the earth? Because God is light. 1 John chapter 1 verse 5 says God is light and in him is no darkness at all. There is no shadow of darkness in him. There is no light and no spot of darkness. He is light. The Bible calls him the father of light. With him there is no variableness or shadow of turning. Now, Genesis chapter 1 from verse 1. We are going to read Genesis chapter 1 from verse 1. We are going to read verse 1 and 2 and then we will go to the book of Revelation. Now, Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. The Bible says in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. Now we have established that God is light and in him is no darkness. So God created the heaven and the earth. Now verse 2, the Bible says, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. Now the question is, this, the Bible says in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth and we have established that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. So if God created the heaven and the earth, we don't expect to see darkness in the heaven or on the earth. But the Bible says in verse 2 of Genesis chapter 1 that the earth was without form and void. That was after God had created the heaven and earth. And it says, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. The deep here means the waters. It means the sea. So the Bible is saying that after God created the heaven and earth, there was darkness upon the face of the sea. There was darkness upon the face of the waters. Now the question is this, what happened between Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 and verse 2? Because God is light. And there's no darkness in him at all. And if God created the heaven and the earth, there's no reason for there to be darkness upon the face of the deep. There's no reason at all. But the Bible says after God created the heaven and the earth, there was darkness upon the face of the deep. There was darkness upon the face of the sea. There was darkness upon the face of the water. Now, let us look at what caused it. Because I was telling you that the physical light and darkness that we see on earth today is as a result of a spiritual light and darkness. Now, this darkness that God is talking about here, was also as a result of the spiritual darkness that came upon the face of the waters. Now, Revelation chapter 12, the book of Revelation, the book of Revelation chapter 12, I just want to show you what caused the darkness that was upon the face of the waters. Revelation chapter 12 from verse 7. Now, the Bible says God created the human earth, and we have established that God is light, and in Him there is no darkness at all. But suddenly, in verse 2 of Genesis chapter 1, the Bible says, after God created the heaven and the earth, that the earth was without form and void, and that darkness was upon the face of the sea. Now, look at this. Revelation chapter 12, verse 7. The Bible says, and there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels, and prevailed not. Now, the Bible says there was war in heaven. There was war in the throne of God. The Bible says that the heaven is God's throne, and the earth is his full Now, the Bible says there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. The dragon here is the devil, which you will still see. And the Bible says that the dragon fought and his angels. But the Bible says the dragon and his angels, they did not prevail in this fight. They did not prevail. The Bible says in verse 8 of Revelation chapter 12 that they prevailed not. Neither was their place found anymore for them in heaven. So, the Bible says in Revelation chapter 12 verse 7 that there was war in heaven. Michael and the angels, they fought against the dragon and his own angels. And the Bible says the dragon and the angels, they will not prevail in this world. Instead, Michael and the angels prevailed over the devil. They prevailed over the dragon and his angels. And the Bible says there was no place found anymore for the dragon and his angels in heaven. Verse 9, the Bible says, and the great dragon was cast out. That old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceived the whole world, and it was cast out into the earth. So there was war in heaven. And the Bible says, Michael and the angels, they fought the dragon, which is the devil and his angels, and there was no place found anymore for the dragon. There was no place found anymore for the devil and his angels in heaven. And when they prevailed over the devil and his angels, the Bible says in the verse now of Revelation 12 that this great dragon called the devil was cast out. And the Bible says he was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. So when there was war in heaven, Michael and the angels fought the dragon, which is the devil and his angels and they cast them out of heaven. They cast them into the earth. Now this is what happened between Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 and Genesis chapter 1 verse 2. Because God is light, and in Him is no darkness at all. But the day Satan stood up to oppose God, it became darkness, because God is light. Anyone that opposes light becomes darkness. The opposite of light is darkness. So from the day when the devil became lifted up in his soul, when pride came into the heart of the devil, and he began to measure himself up with God, at that point, the devil became darkness. So the Bible says there was no place found for him in heaven because the throne of God is light. God is light. Everything that surrounds God is light. Anything that opposes God becomes darkness. And the Bible says when there was no place found for the devil and his angels, they were cast out into the earth. This explains why there was darkness upon the face of the deep. Now, this is Revelation chapter 12. If you look at verse 12, the Bible says therefore rejoice, ye heavens. Revelation chapter 12 verse 12. Therefore, rejoice ye evils, and ye that dwell in death. It says, Walk to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil is come down unto you. Now, look at what he says here. Michael and the angels fought with the dragon, which is the devil and his angels. There was no place found for the devil and his angels in heaven. They were cast out of heaven. And when they were cast out, the Bible says they were cast out to the earth. Now, verse 12 of Revelation chapter 12 tells us, It says, Rejoice ye evils and he that dwelleth in them. It says, Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea. It says, For the devil is come down unto you. So it says, Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea. This explains why the Bible says, The earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, because the deep there means the sea. So it says, Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea, because the devil has been cast down to the earth and the sea. So let's go back to Genesis 1. So now you understand what happened. How darkness came upon the face of the deep because God is light. God did not create anything and there will be darkness in it. But something happened between Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 and verse 2. Satan and the angels fought with Michael and the angels. Michael and the angels threw the devil out. There was no place found for him in heaven. He was cast down to the earth. And when he was cast down to the earth, the Bible says that the, he said, Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea because he was cast down to the earth and to the sea. Now go back to Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. The Bible says, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the to the face of the sea. This is place where there was darkness upon the earth. Now he goes further in verse two. He says, And the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Now, so after God created the heaven and the earth, Michael and the angels fought the dragon and the angels. They cast out the devil and the angels out of heaven. There was no place found for them heaven, heaven. They were cast down to the earth. So the Bible says, Both to be inhabitants of the earth. Because the devil is cast down to the earth and to the sea, so he said, "Darkness was upon the face of the sea." And now the Bible says, "The spirit of God began to move upon the face of the waters." Why? Because God is light. Now God saw that the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the sea, or the deep, which was caused by the devil and his angels. So the Bible said "The spirit of God began to move upon the face of the water because God cannot create anything and there will be no light in it. So darkness came upon the earth before light. Even though God created the heaven and the earth, darkness came. Darkness existed on earth before light. So when God saw that darkness has come upon the face of the sea, the Bible said, the Spirit of God began to move upon the face of the waters. Now, the word there means to brood. In other words, the Spirit of God began to take deep thoughts. It, you know, brood means to, to think deeply about something that is troubling you, to think deeply about something that worries you, something that you cannot appear. So in other words, what the Bible is saying is that the Spirit of God began to brood upon the face of the waters because there was darkness upon the face of the waters. The Spirit of God began to, get, began to think deeply, began to meditate and to have deep thoughts concerning the darkness that was upon the face of the waters. And of course, in the place of meditation, the Bible says the entrance of God was this light. God begins to move upon the face of the waters. And the Bible says in verse 3 of Genesis chapter 1, that God said, Let there be light. And there was light. So, this explains to us what happened between Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, and verse 2. Because God is light and there's no darkness in him. But Michael and the angels threw out the devil and his angels. They were cast down to the earth. They brought darkness to the face of the earth. So, darkness existed before the light came on earth. And the Spirit of God began to move, began to root, began to take deep thoughts. Deep thinking is concerning this darkness. And God said, let there be light. And the Bible says, and there was light. Now, verse 4 of Genesis chapter 1, the Bible says... And God saw that the light was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. So darkness existed before light on earth. When God saw the darkness, God began to move upon the face of God. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good and separated the light from the darkness. Now, verse 5 of Genesis chapter 1. The Bible says, and God saw the light that it was good. And God called the light day. And the darkness he called night. So the reason why there is a physical day and night today on earth. Is because there was a spiritual light and darkness. Firstly, spiritual darkness came upon the earth because the devil and his angels were cast upon the earth and the sea. And they brought the darkness upon the face of the sea. And so God had to declare light upon the earth so that the devil would not rule ultimately on earth. But God could not eliminate the darkness because he had a time for which he had to reign on earth. So God had to call light to be on earth and then God separated the light from the darkness. And that informs us concerning why there is day and night today. Because God called the light day, and he called the darkness night. Now, the Bible continues in Genesis chapter 1 verse five, and it says, and the evening and the morning were the first day. So, it says the evening and the morning by the first day. you notice, it says the evening and the morning. So, evening came before morning. You know what Darkness came upon the earth before night. Now, this is it. At the point where darkness was upon the face of the deep at the point where the devil and his angels were cast down to the earth and upon the sea god knew that he had to re-strategize there had to be a recreation because god has started his creation but suddenly the devil opposes god satan is cast out of heaven he opposes god he becomes darkness he brings his darkness to the face of the earth god sees the darkness the spirit of god begins to move upon the face of waters and god thinks and god says to himself there has to be a recreation now God says let there be light so that at least The devil will not look ultimately on the face of death. Now, when God said, let there be light, and there was light, this light became day, and the darkness was called night, because God didn't remove the darkness. What he did was, he called light to be, and he separated the light from the darkness. So now there is physical day, and there's a physical night, but there is actually a spiritual day, and a spiritual night, that led to the physical day and night. Now, when God said, let there be light, what literally happened was that God sent his word. It was at that point where God said, let there be light, that it was established that Jesus was going to come upon the face of the earth. Now, John chapter 1, let's look at Apostle John, the book of Apostle John chapter 1. John chapter 1, verse, 12, verse 1. Now, the Bible says, God said, Let there be light. God first moved upon the face of the waters. And then God said, Let there be light. Now, remember, we started from John chapter 9. Jesus said, I must walk in the works of him that sent me. Why it is there. day? The dead talks about a dispensation when light influences everything around you. He's talking about a dispensation where light prevails. But Jesus said, I must walk the worst of him that sent me, why it is day. He said, The night cometh where no man can walk. So Jesus was talking about a dispensation where there will be no light, where darkness will prevail. And that happened on the cross, like I showed you in Luke chapter 23. Now, God said, Let there be light. And there was light. Now, at that point where God said, Let there be light. That was the initiation. That was, that was like the beginning of the coming of Jesus to the face of the earth. Because Jesus was the word of God that became flesh. Now, look at this John chapter 1, verse 1. The Bible says in John chapter 1, verse 1, that in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Now, it says in the beginning was the word. That word that God spoke, let there be light, and there was light. It says in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He says, the same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. Without him was not anything made that was made. He says, in him was life. And this life was the life of men. And he says in verse 5 that, and the light shined in darkness. And darkness comprehended it not. So in other words, John is now letting us know that in that beginning was the world. That beginning where God said, let there be light. He says that beginning, that beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He says the same was in the beginning, of God. He says all things were made by Him. Without Him was not anything made that was made. Now verse so, four, He says in Him was life. Talking about that word that God spoke, He says in Him was life, and this life was the light of men. So in other words, He said that in that word was life, and that life is the light of men. Why did He call it the light of men? Now, the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 20, verse 27, the Bible says that the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 20, verse 27, that the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. In other words, our spirits are candles of the Lord. What do you do to a candle? You light it up. A candle is created to be lit up. So the Bible says the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. In other words, Our spirits are candles of God. What the reason why God put spirits in us? The reason why God made us spirits is so that we'll be able to light light us up, so that we can become lit like Him. Because God is light. So the Bible says in John chapter one verse four that in Him was light, and that light was the light of men. So that's why Jesus said in John ten ten that I came that they might have life and have it more abundantly. That life of God that Jesus brought, He says that life was the light of men. So now, because my spirit is the candle of God, because your spirit is the candle of God, as Jesus came, Jesus brought that life of God. He brought that life so that that life light up our candles. So the Bible says in Him was life, and this life was the light of men. So now that I have accepted Christ. Now that I have the life of God, now that I have eternal life, he says this life is the light of men. This life of God has lit up my spirit because my spirit is the candle of God. Now he doesn't stop there. He says, and this light shines in darkness and darkness does not comprehend it. He says this light shines in darkness and darkness does not comprehend it. Now he doesn't stop there. If you go to verse 6, he says, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. He says the same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through in my belief. Verse 8, it says, it was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of the light. Verse 9 of John chapter 1, he says, that was the true light, which lighted every man that cometh into the world. I told you, the Bible says the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. So he saying here yeah, that that word that God declared in the beginning was the true light that lights every man that comes into the world. So at that point when there was darkness upon the face of the deep, God knew he had to send Jesus. God knew the word that he spoke had to become flesh. So that there could be a reconciliation of the earth unto God. So that there could be a reconciliation of man unto God. God knew his word had to become flesh. So that it could become lit to us and light up our spirits. Now, Isaiah chapter 16. Isaiah chapter 16. So in the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was God. In this word was light, and this life is the light of men. So I'm lit up now. God has brought his life into me. I have eternal life. Therefore, my spirit has been lit up because my spirit is the candle of the Lord. Now, Isaiah chapter 16. Now, you will not see why Isaiah began to prophesy in Isaiah chapter 16. Isaiah says from verse 1, he said, Arise, shine, for your light is come, and the glory of God is risen upon you. He says, Arise and shine, for your light is come. Because I told you, when God said, let there be light, that was the initiation of the coming of Jesus. So John began to talk about it in John 1: that in this world was life, and the life was the light of men. He says, This was the true light that lights every man that comes into the world. Now, Isaiah began to prophesy that a light shine for your light is come, and the glory of God is risen upon you. Verse 2, he says, For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and cross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon you and the glory of God shall be seen upon you. Now, look at what it says here. It says in verse 2 that darkness covers the earth. That was what happened in Genesis chapter 1, where the Bible said there was darkness upon the face of the deep. And the spirit of God moved upon the face of the water and God said, let there light. So, Isaiah is prophesying, and he's saying, darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But it says, but the Lord shall arise upon you, and the glory of God shall be seen upon you. Now, because Jesus has come, because our light has come, Isaiah is saying here that because our light has come, the Lord will arise upon us, and the glory of God will be seen upon us. Verse 3 of Isaiah 16. He says, And the Gentiles or the nations shall come to your light and came to the brightness of your rising. Now, at this juncture, I want us to begin to play here. Now, what I wanted to establish Ross, about walking in the light of day is the fact that the reason why there's a physical day and night today is because there was a spiritual day and night. Now, the devil caused the darkness. But now when God said let there be light, that was the initiation of the coming of Jesus. At that point, God knew there had to be a recreation, to reconcile men unto God. Now, Isaiah begins to say here that life child... Because your light is come and the glory of God is risen upon you. He says, Darkness shall cover death and cross darkness the people. But the Lord will be a light upon you and the glory of God will be seen upon you. He says, Gentiles shall come to your light and keys to the brightness of your rising. Now, I think not I want us to begin to pray and to declare in the name of Jesus that we are light and shine because our light has come. The Bible says, In him was light and that light was the light of men. Now he has lit us all because we have eternal life. With that life, the Bible says we ought to arise and shine because our light is gone. Can we just begin to pray in the name of Jesus that we arise nice and shine? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now, Proverbs chapter 20, verse 27. Let's open to Proverbs chapter 20, verse 27. Our light has come. The glory of God is risen upon us. Our light is come. This was true light that lights every man that comes into the world. He has lit up my spirit. Now, Proverbs chapter 20, verse 27. The Bible says, The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. Take note. It says your spirit is God's candle. My spirit is God's candle. What do you do to a candle? You light it up so that I can give light to everyone around me. Now the Bible says the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. Now, let's go to Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. Now he says, The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. My spirit is God's candle. And God has come to light up my spirit. God has come to light up my spirit so that I can arise and shine. And, and so that nations can run to my light and kings can come to the brightness of my rising. Now look at this. Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. The Bible says, Jesus was speaking here. He said, Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on an hill cannot be eaten. It says, neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candle that it should give light unto all that are in the house. Now, notice this. Proverbs 20, verse twenty-seven. The Bible says the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. So, my spirit is God's candle. Your spirit is God's candle. Now, the reason for that candle is so that I can light it up, which is light. Because in him was light, and now life is the light of men. Now, because I've received eternal life, my candle has been lit up. I can't light like everywhere. Born in from my spirit. Now look at this. Matthew 2005, verse 14, says, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be lit. He said, neither do men light a candle. He's talking about your spirit here. Yeah. No one lights a candle and puts it under a bushel, yeah. But they put it on a candle to so that you should give light to everyone that comes around. It. Verse 16, he says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Let your light so shine. Let it so shine. In other words, How bright that light is depends on you. Because Jesus said, Let your light so shine. In other words, even though God has lit up our candles, even though He has lit up our spirits, how much of Him we allow will determine how bright that light is. The the, the energy of the light will radiate, will depend on us. So He's saying there that let your light so shine. No one likes a candle and puts it under a bushel. If somebody would like the candle, you put it on the candle so that it can give light to everyone around you. He says, "A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden." I don't want us to declare from there. He says, "Let your light so shine. Let your light so shine." I want us to begin to declare in the name of Jesus that our light so shine before me that they see our good works and glorify our Father in heaven. Second Peter chapter one, Second Peter chapter one, verse nineteen. We are going to read verse nineteen to twenty-one. Second Peter chapter one, verse nineteen to twenty-one. Now we have established that we are light. He says, "Let your light so shine." We have established that our spirit is the candle of God. We have established that God has lit up our candles. He has lit up our spirits. So that we can radiate light all around us. So that we can see our cross and glorify our Father in heaven. Because our Father in heaven, the Bible calls him the Father of light. Between there is no variableness or shadow of turning. God is light. And in mean, him is no darkness at all. Now, how do we radiate this light? What do we do that will enable us, that will empower us to be able to radiate this light at the intensity that God wants? Because He says let your light so shine. In other words, he's saying, let it so radiate, Let it so shine. Don't let it be dim. He says, let your light so shine. But the intensity of that light will depend on you. There's something we have to do for our light to so radiate, for it to so shine, that men will see and glorify God. Now, there's something we have to do. And that thing we have to do is to meditate on God's word. You know the Bible says in Samaritan 19, verse 130. the Bible says that the entrance of thy word giveth light. He said, The entrance of God's word giveth light. The entrance of His word. In other words, the disclosure of God's word. So when I sit and I begin to meditate on God, so the Bible says, The entrance of His word, as I'm meditating, as I'm brooding over His word, as I'm thinking over it, as I'm cleaning it like a luminal I'm breaking it out, He said, That entrance, as the word gives entrance into my heart, it brings light into my heart. It brings understanding. So the Bible says, The entrance of His word gives light. The Bible also says in Psalm 119, verse 105, it says his word is a lamp unto our feet and his word is a light unto our path." So if my light will so shine, it means I've got to meditate on his word. I've got to sit with his word because it is the entrance of his word that gives light. Like. Now, look at this. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 19, the Bible says, we have also a much sure word of prophecy. Where are unto ye to where to take it to as unto a light that shines in a dark place. Until the day dawn and the day star arises nice in your heart. Now, you know, I'm going to show you some other things, but in the scripture, the Bible refers to God as day, and the Bible refers to Jesus as the day star or the morning star. Now, when it says day star, what it means is that Jesus is the light bringer. That word day star means light bearer, light bringer. In other words, God is light. But it is Jesus, it is the word of God that brings that light to us. So when we say desktop, when the Bible refers to Jesus as the minister of the desta, what it means in the Greek is that he is the light bringer. So Jesus brought that light of God to us. That light, that light for God, Jesus brought it to us. Because God is light. But it was the word of God, it was Christ Jesus that brought that light to us. So Peter is saying here that we have a more sure word of prophecy which will do us well to take it to us unto a light that shines in a dark place. Because this world is a dark place. It says it will do us well to take it to the word of prophecy until the death dawns and the dead star rises in our hearts. In other words, in our hearts there is darkness. But Peter is saying that we will take it to the word of God until the death dawns. In other words, until there is no space for darkness in our hearts. Until the dead star rises, until we look at our hearts and we can't see any, any form of darkness anymore. Now it doesn't stop there; it. it says, knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. He says, For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of men, but the only men of God spake as they were moved by the universe. So, Peter is saying that these prophecies are not of private interpretation. When we go through the scriptures, when you open prophet Isaiah, Jeremiah, is it clear? You know, when you open the Psalms. Peter is saying those prophecies did not come by private interpretation. This man did not speak simply they just wanted because they wanted to speak. He said they speak as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. So Peter tells us here that we should take it on to these words until the dead dawns. In other words, until light takes over our hearts, until there's no space for darkness in our hearts anymore, and the dead start so just starts rising. So I just want us to begin to declare in the name of Jesus, that we take it on to the work of God, until the day dawns in our hearts. Until the rises, to declare the name of Jesus? Finally, first Thessalonians chapter five. Finally. Now, first Thessalonians chapter five. This is the final scripture, and then we'll round up the prayer session. First Thessalonians chapter five. Now. Because now we are the light of the world. All that we wait for, you know, I've made it clear over and over. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 3, verse 20, that our citizenship is in heaven. From whence we look for the same our Lord Jesus Christ, who will change our Bible to the passion of his glorious body. So, our citizenship is in heaven. What we are waiting for is not to make heaven. Because the Bible says our citizenship is in heaven. Ephesians chapter 2, I believe, verse 5, the Bible also says we are seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So, because Christ is seated on the right hand of God in the devil, we are seated together there. Yeah. Now, what we are waiting for is that our bodies should be changed. And that's what rapture is about. Because the Bible says our bodies should be changed to the glorious body, to the fashion of Jesus' this glorious body. Now, first Thessalonians chapter 5. Because we are the light of this world, because we are children of the day, that's why we know that rapture is for us. You see, the only believers who will not go with rapture are those that are walking in darkness. Now let's look at this: First Thessalonians chapter 5. From verse 1. The Bible says, now Paul talking talking to the church in Thessalonica, he says, both of the times and the seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I like to do. Verse 2, he says, for ye yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. Now, that day of the Lord is talking about rapture. That rapture will come as a thief in the night. A thief in the night does not announce this coming. It just comes. So he says, rapture will come like a thief in the night. Verse 3, he says, for when they shall say peace and safety, Then suddenly destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But look at what Paul says in verse 4. He says, But ye, brethren are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief in the night. Now, why would a believer be in darkness? The Bible says the word of God is a lamp unto a thief and a light unto a path. For any believer who is not fellowshipping with the word of God, he is walking in darkness, he is in darkness. But Paul says, You are not in darkness. You ought not to be in darkness; that that day should overtake you like a thief in the night. So those that are we we come upon unawares are those that are not walking in the light of God's word. Verse five. Look at what Paul says in First Thessalonians chapter five, verse five. He says, "Ye are all the children of light and children of the day. Now that's why I established in the beginning that God calls the light; they are the darkness night. Now Paul says, we are children of light; we are children of the day; we are not of the night nor of the darkness." He said in verse 6 that, yeah, therefore, let us not sleep as others, well. because sleep there means to be spiritually inactive, to be inactive spiritually. He said, Let us watch and be sober. He says, For they that sleep, they sleep in the night. They that are drunken, they are drunken in the night. But it says, But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for an helmet, the hope of salvation. Now, what is Paul saying? Paul is saying that. Of the times and seasons, you don't have me that I like of you. He says, you know perfectly that the day of God, the Lord, rapture is going to come as a thief in the night. He says in verse 4 that, but we, we are not in darkness. We are not in darkness that that day should overtake us like a thief in the night. In other words, because we are children of light. Because we are walking in the light of God, so the rapture will not come upon us on our ways. He says, we are not in darkness that day should overtake us like a thief in the night. Verse 5, he says, ye are all children of light and children of the day." We are not of the night nor the darkness. So we are children of light. We are children of the day. He said, therefore, let us not sleep. Let us watch and be sober. You know, at this point, I just want us to declare finally that we walk as children of light. That we walk as children of the day. Because you see, rapture is for those that are walking in the light of the day. And that's why I titled this message, Walking in the Light of the Day. Jesus said that I must walk the works of him that said me, "Why it is day, the night is coming when no man can walk. Now, the reason why there is day spiritually on earth today is because with the life of this world are present. Once rapture takes place, that next will overwhelm the earth. That's when the Antichrist will come out in full force. But the Bible says we are children of the day and not, not of the night, and that day should overtake us like a thief in the night. So finally, I just want us to declare for ourselves that we want